0: He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards
1: left. This crowd
0: is going to be silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere. Before a now, about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Came down to Four Golf today. Four uh, Golf is set in the wonderful Clean Castle. I'm delighted to be joined by Derek Murray and Dave Williams, who kindly invited us down to go through the whole process of their custom fitting, and we could get a look into the elite world of custom fitting for golf clothes. Uh, Derek,
1: uh, welcome to a good talk spoiled. Yeah, delighted to be here. Thanks for coming down to see us. I hope you enjoyed what you saw today. So. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's several hours <laughs> worth of discussion to be had. So <laughs> we'll, we'll have to try keep it tight. So. I think that the best thing to do is go back to the beginning. Tell us a little bit how you started and how you got into custom fitting.
1: So I started in golf when I was, I would have been 18 and just out of school. I went working in the K club as an assistant in the golf shop there. and um, worked away there until I was about 20, 22, 23 and then decided I wanted to do something on my own. I saw in the marketplace that there wasn't a lot of a good understanding about how equipment matched golfers um, and even though I was working in a, a five-star um, resort course there was very little connection between the product that was being sold and, and the way that it was being sold i.e. whether the guy was getting the right clubs or not and there was kind of a, a watered down version of fitting uh, as such and I was kind of interested as to know how to take it to the next level so I traveled out on tour um, as a friend of a friend uh, one of my friends was a a pro uh, out on tour, so I went out with him. And when I was out on tour with him, I came upon the Mizuno tour truck, which was run at the time by a guy called Barry Willett, <coughs> who would have been like the grandfather of club making. He was the guy who looked after uh, Faldo back in the day, and he would have been Bernard Langer's man, and you know it would have been the, the the kind of the the main guy on tour um, from a club making perspective. And he was the head pro at Royal Saint George's, um, but he ran the Mizuno tour truck. So when I was out at one of the tournaments I managed to get uh, into the truck uh, and while I was in there I was just completely and utterly, uh, it's one of those moments where you've suddenly realised that uh, this, with the players coming in and out getting this move, that move, this checked, this adjusted, crank this a little bit, oh, that shaft was too soft, it was too stiff, it was a little bit this and then how quickly the guys were able to turn it around in terms of getting it done. And the, and the positive effect it was having uh, both on the players' ability to hit the shot he was trying to hit and in terms of having the club matched to that golfer. So I had one of those light bulb moments and I said, no. you know, this has not been done. And this is why it's... If it's been done at a high, elitist level, then why isn't it being done in the marketplace is what I wanted to know. So after numerous trips to California and Arizona to Ping and to Callaway and to TaylorMates HQ, um, I suddenly realised that the reason it wasn't being done in the marketplace is because it it's too time-intensive. Uh, and it was difficult because in order to get the right type of training, it took quite a while. It was very intensive. Um, and then it was all kind of product aligned. So, you know, TaylorMade, you know, had a certain way of fitting and their product was very different to, say, Ping or to Callaway, to Titleist, you know, to all the different brands. So it meant that, you know, there was kind of no one right way to do it. And everyone kind of spoke a different way. So basically what I did was I spent the guts of four or five years kind of going to every single golf factory golf facility or indeed testing centre uh, and then blagged my way out on tour to work with Cleveland through a misfortune Miss on their behalf that they, they had two technicians went down sick they were in Ireland and they wanted someone to come along that could you know talk to talk and build clubs I'd worked in the K clubs so they knew the Higgle knew who I was and they put me forward as a recommendation went to the tournament and built the wedges that week that Michael Campbell won with oh, nice. <clears throat> so yeah and just one of those you know if it's if it's meant for you it won't pass you and I'm fortunate and lucky I wouldn't say that this was something I sat down and had a five year plan and let's do this it just kind of happened and then because I built the wedges that week and because the players that we, we helped that week had such a great result the guy from the, on, the P, on the on the European tour asked me would I be interested in coming out and doing a few events with them as a kind of a helper which I took running absolutely so I did some of the 2002 and 2003 season on tour at some events we did big events so BMW uh, at Wentworth, we did um, an event in Spain. Did the Italy, the Crans Cercier, Did the German uh, and a couple more tournaments. And then I started to, you know, hone my skill, as it were. But at the very high level, they brought me in for training in their HK headquarters, So I did some tour training with them, and um, that was a lot to do with you know R and D and how the clubs worked and how it was designed and built, and so then and how to apply a system that sort of they semi developed from understanding how the club worked to communicating that and building it for the tour player
0: so all, all the while your knowledge is building and, building building, and building building
1: building and the business then at home we started in nace in 1997 i opened my own business in 1997 my dad and i opened the business together he actually came up with the name for golf not many mm. people know that so don came up with for golf is the name and um, and then we um, I was going back and forth from on the tour, he was helping out, my mum came along, she helped out in the shop as well, and um, we just built it up and built it up, moved from Nace then out to, between Nace and Newbridge, to Red Lane Driving Range, where we operated, we bought the big truck, mm-hmm. we bought, Taylor, here. we bought TaylorMade's tour truck actually before that, we actually bought TaylorMade's oh, okay. old tour truck, and we used that, and then we, we built uh, the big truck that's out there in the car park, and then we used that at Red Lane. Up until three years ago, and then we moved to here. That is fab, his facility at Killeen
0: Castle. This is something else, so definitely we're gonna next. tweet a few photos of it to show everybody what it's oh, yeah, like. But, but I mean, it, it does not no justice. Ah, yeah, thing. but it
1: was one of those we needed to have the visual that matched the performance of the mm. business, you see. And before we kind of had it a little bit, but we didn't really have it exactly. And then you know, in 2010, when we were we voted world number one at club making. We needed to have the right venue to to match that status, mm-hmm. and so this was the perfect uh, perfect match for us. Awesome. We, actually, we actually looked to move to the K Club originally because I, I have a bit of a a, a gra for that place, um, but it just didn't work out for us. And this was a purpose built building, and mm-hmm. um, we just literally moved in, moved a few walls around, and. Open the door and the job is done. Yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's a really, really, like really, really, a great experience. It's good. It's like you walk in, and you just feel like, yeah, <laughs> it's, golf, fish, it's a god for sweet shop. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, it, I thought, <laughs> a great way to put it. But you feel you feel like you're being
1: treated like a pro in the moment you walk through the door. Good. And uh, that's and that's what we wanted. We wanted people to understand that you know it wasn't all front and and, and you know it wasn't all you know smoking mirrors. It, it, mm. When you walk into our place, you see the clubs being built. We wanted that to be the thing. Yeah, and you yeah. saw the clubs being made, so there was no, you know. In the back, opening up boxes and handing out stuff, and saying, "Ah, oh, so this stuff is perfect for you." know, it was mm. everything is built from scratch here, and we make sure that that's the visual and that's what you see when you walk in. There's nowhere to hide. Yeah, it's kind of like the golfing equivalent of a restaurant with an open kitchen. It's, design, it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. It's exactly where we got the idea. Good call. Because we, I went and had one of those chefs' kitchen experiences where you sat in the kitchen mm. and the tables in in the corner, and then he walks by and just puts food down on your table and you eat it. So, the, and I wanted something that was very chef's kitchen, so you could see the food being made. You knew it wasn't mm. coming out of a packet or it wasn't all being you know, properly. Made and you got that sense of being involved in the whole process as it were. Yeah, and right. so that's where we built the glass-fronted workshop, so people could see where they, what their yeah, clubs are being built. You, know. you see
0: all the little gadgets and gizmos that actually go into, it like the the yeah. loft and line machines. Exactly. And, uh, it's, for, exactly. It's, it's for a little workshop. It puts know. more pressure on the lads because they have to keep the place tidy. But I mean, <laughs> <laughs> apart from that, it's it's all pretty good. Ah, uh, but it's everybody's dream, like you just you know little things to tinker around it and yeah, yeah. To again, again, and, and all the machines
1: up. that we put in there, they're all very important in part and different. Yeah. D- they do different jobs and stuff for the, for the workshop. But yeah, I'm glad you I'm glad you got that visual. So
0: I think the best. Of the best thing to do like to describe it from what happens here is go back to walking through the door and what you see so like if i was a new if i'm a new customer as i was today walking through the door could you walk us through the process that you would go through with a new customer to to get them to a solution at the end of the day that doesn't necessarily
1: mean getting them new clubs which right. we discovered today. Yeah, correct. Um, I suppose one of the things you want to make sure that people know that it's a friendly, it's an open place. So it, it is quite technical looking, but the, we're all quite, you know, friendly and normal. There's no, you don't have to be a better player to come here. You can come here if you're a complete beginner and you're just not sure what to get, or if you're, you know, quite tall or quite small, or, or you know, you you think actually, you know, what I'm not comfortable going in and buying something and just walking out with it. And, you know, I'm not, I want to get some some sort of a system or a process or at least. Get the grip size right. Simple things. But so if you think that you're that person, then obviously that we're so we want people to come, mm. relax. You know, we have a little warm up ball uh, session before you before you hit ball, just to kind of not warm ups as much, but more just to relax. Because people yeah. get a bit. Tense and uh, you know we're nervous about hitting balls in front of us, but we're not looking at the golfer at all per se. We're looking at what the ball does and we're looking at the golfer does. So it's not necessarily a good or a bad um viewpoint. We're not interested in you know. There was yeah, there was one thing. There was no judgment. No, at all today. There's none, and yeah. it's not because there's different levels. Yeah. Everyone plays differently. Mm-hmm. Like you um, know the, the the stark reality of it is David and I have you know we've 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 done probably between us over ten thousand fittings, and I would say that you couldn't impress or upset us we've seen pretty much everything Mm. so we get people to come relax have a cup of coffee hit some balls and then we bring into the bay into this club room uh, which is basically where we do all the measuring we have all the brands in special test clubs that we can bolt different shafts into we'll weigh test and measure your own clubs first and this kind of gives us a starting point as to where you're at and then we'll also have you hit your own clubs first because that kind of gives us an understanding of you know well if it's not going to work or if something isn't quite gelling or making sense to us in terms of how it's built then that's what we'll test and measure first so that's kind of your starting point so that's the start of the race if you will and once we've gathered some data from those and understood how you've hit those and what happens and when it goes wrong what happens and when it goes right what happens um and we'll talk through like you know what do you like what do you not like and what's working what's not working and get your viewpoint and then we'll start the session based on our understanding of kind of where we want to go with this so for instance for argument's sake you're using the wrong shaft in your iron and we'll test you with some different shafts to see and show you more than show us Mm -hmm. how we influence the club based on if you're not using the right product and this is all us and our understanding and knowledge of how the club works fundamentally so that's why we have to know how to build stuff because you don't know how it's going to perform unless you know how it goes together Mm -hmm. so we understand the component first and then we'll bring you along a journey of understanding how that component works for you. And you'll see it in ball flight. And you'll feel it in your hand and you'll understand it. Oh, okay, so explain. Oh, so that's lighter. Oh, okay, that's why I can feel the head more. It's heavier. So that gives me better balance. Oh, okay, or the grip's wider. or oh, that gives me better feel because it fits my hand better. So we'll bring you along a journey and we'll show you then. It's almost like, you know, we, we give you a look into the potential. On the possibility.
0: Yeah, yeah, just open Just a little crack in the door. It's it's important.
1: And it's why we always wanted to do ball flight. We'd love to work indoors and have a big heated room with a big net. And we'd love to. Don't get me wrong. Because Ireland today, well, it was kind of snowing today. So, in the first of March. Literally every season came down in the one hour or two hours
0: we were in there. There was snow, there was sun, there was. The wind switched direction three That's times.
1: It. Well, you were blaming the wind a lot, but I mean, the point was that we we'd love to work indoors, but we yeah. found that, and especially at top level, we found that when there was no connection with target, it meant that the the sense of what you were doing was slightly skewed. Mm-hmm. So you you need a target line, you need something to aim at, and then also it gives you a real flight. Response. So when you're hitting balls, you see if it's not hitting the target. Yeah. So if we have a green down there at 162 carry. Mm-hmm. Well, now you're not going to know if you're not going to be hitting the green that it's not long enough and you're going to know if it's short and it's short and it's in the bunker or if it's over the back of the green yeah you can see that we're visual we're visual the humans are visual you know you see
0: the result you see the full result otherwise
1: otherwise it's a guess yeah and if yeah. it's if it's a guess you know we're i'm uncomfortable with that as, mm-hmm. as a technician and i've and i've seen some really good guys work indoors but i know the ultimate is outdoor flight and also i think that the, the player or the, or the the client Gets a better reaction to what we're trying to do when he has an absolute real visual, mm-hmm. and then we back it up with data. Yeah, but the real the sense of real balls. It's why we use a real ball. It's why we use a, a, a specially made surface to hit balls off that reacts better than any. Driving range math, it's because we, we've gone into that level of detail that we want it to be as real as possible without it being out on the golf course. So that's why I gained all those. No, it's, yeah, exactly. it's, it's actually, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: the bay <laughs> itself is spectacular to be in. It's a real, uh, it's, a, it's a lovely experience. There's loads of shafts there. You feel like you're in a
1: a laboratory of sorts but it's right we wanted that that's actually important that visual is important yeah. that's why it's so stark in there it's, there's not a lot of colours there's just some small branding but it's quite bright and it's quite you know it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all it's, very it's, focused it is and it's quite it's, we wanted that kind of a sense mm. where you you were the focus I like it I like. there it was no focus on the big brand or who had the biggest who had the brightest golf bag mm-hmm. or who had the biggest stand that's why we built the, the unit for holding the shafts and the heads because it's ours Yeah, we didn't want to put the carts you see these fitting carts there's something coming out We don't like those because it means that whoever's the brightest color wins. Exactly, And there's no influence from that perspective. It needed to be level playing field. It needed to be all about the player. So once we go through all the different shafts, all the different heads, we show you what's going to work, and then we're actually taking quite a lot of measurements during the session that you don't realize. Mm. Things like weight, shaft weight, uh, torsional value on the shaft, uh, swing weight of the club, uh, type and design of head we're going to use, and we go across the wedges, the driver, the hybrid, the fairway woods and the iron separately so they're all fitted slightly separately because they do different jobs Mm. Um, and once you've gone through the whole system then we explain to you what we're going to do it may be that you know something is fine that's in the golf bag we may not want to touch it on the basis that it's doing what it needs to do it may not be ideal um the the whole set might not be ideal but there may be certain products in there that might just be a little tweaking or they might just be fine but don't touch that it's fine it's you Mm -hmm. don't touch the club it's not having an effect on the way the the ball's flying or it might be a rebuild where we take something that you already have and and pull it apart and and match it in better um or it could be something completely new and off the rack so
0: i think one of the beautiful things is uh, kind of your tagline for golf building better golfers Uh, i love that because it's not it's Not building better clubs, it's building better golfers. And one thing I really saw today, and in particular, with an example would be James right now. That you guys said, um, giving him new getting James new clubs now wouldn't fix what he needs fixing, yeah. So, what James <coughs> actually needed and what you guys gave him were a couple of things to go work on to, to increase his efficiency, or is actually it was a smash factor, yes, yeah, his, his speed. Yeah, he, his speed, so his speed between them. The, the hit or the, the head in the ball and what was being transferred to the ball yeah right. it was inefficient but so right. so rather than say oh we can give you clubs and you might get a few percentage points uh, increase we're going to give you something to go work on and if you go work on that and fix that come back to us in a couple of months yeah, yeah. so then we can see a yeah. much larger increase so we don't in we, so we don't teach
1: yeah and that's one of the things we're very clear about so we're not like one of these guys who does a bit of everything but a master of none mm. we are strictly custom fit yeah, clubs equipment. That's it. We don't do teaching. We don't do lessons. We don't do uh, pro shop. We don't do green fees. We don't do. We're nothing. We're so we're just a complete masterclass in custom fitting. So, whereas we don't teach, we have a very good understanding of biomechanics and how mm-hmm. the swing works. Obviously, we have that, and especially the fact that we've worked on tour as technicians, we get access to you know the Butch Harmons, the, the 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 Pete Cowns, the Dennis Pews, the, all the coaches out on tour, and we're brought in as part of their solution. Mm. Process so they may come halfway and get the club to come the other half. They may come ninety percent of the way and come us ten percent. They may of us do ninety percent of the job and half of them only do ten percent of the swing change. But we're always we were all we were always involved in projects. So this gives us access to the swing thoughts and mm-hmm. the swing ideas and the swing changes because we're no threat to a coach. Yeah. So we get we get great access to to, to coaches, great coaches, and how they how they operate. So. We can recognise when it's a swing issue or a club issue, and if it's a swing issue first, then we're in, we're we're only interested in the result. We're only interested in whether that guy's going to hit the ball better. We're only interested in whether he can get the shots down his hand again. Mm. We're only interested if he can win. That's it. End of. So if we say like with James, we thought actually do you know what we'd like to press pause on the clubs. Because by bringing the club in here, it may only confuse the issue more for James. Mm. Whereas we discussed and James was sort of saying, oh, yeah, I'm working on this with my coach. And instantly we would say, OK, perfect. So right now is not the time to go sort of, you know, raining down on the coach's parade. And James rocks up with a new driver and the coach goes, Jesus, I, I nearly have you turning in better. I nearly have you back online." Yeah, And we would say, no, we're just going to press pause on the club. We'll mm-hmm. let you do a little bit more work on trying to get that swing better, and give you some ideas about what we want the club to feel like or to do. Mm-hmm. And then what we'll do is we'll readdress this maybe in three four months' time. Important.
0: Yeah, I think Dave Dave was saying it as well to James that the ultimately, in a couple of months' time, when James has things with his swing a little bit more solid, the whole range of options is open to James and what can be done, and you know what well, the ben- the. Adv- the, the upside of getting new clothes for him would be a much bigger one in a couple of months' time when he's more well, solid well, Dave, than would we'll be right now. Th- th-
1: yeah, Dave would forecast very well. So he'd view a situation and, and he'd make a call, like something like that. And, and to be honest, we're bound by the truth. Mm. So, you know, because we, we run or own this whole custom fit process in terms of Ireland, like we're the pioneers of it, we're the people that started it from start. You know, we, we were voted world number one for a reason it's because it's our space, this is what we do, it's our specialty. And so Dave would make a really strong judgment call on something like that because he knew ultimately that James would benefit greater and have a better choice of what we needed to do, and get a, and ultimately a better result if he paused it
0: and reviewed it. Yeah, it's it's brilliant, and it kind of it just fits into the whole thing down here. It's it's not it's not a sales house. It's about building a better golfer, and if oh, that means, if that means like you said, hitting pause for a couple of months and ultimately you guys will get a much better result out of it and the
1: customer will and then everyone's a winner are you right i mean the problem is that custom fitness is a term that's bandied around quite a bit and you know it's used it's used now because people in, in retail see it as a way to upsell or to retail product because it seems like the club has been built for them or it's been you know fitted for them or whatever the word is um and so we're always focused on the end result, always focused on the golfer. And the, the product is almost a byproduct of what we produce. Uh, and that's why we get the ultimately the, the best end results is because mm. we're focused on the player all the time, as we would be on tour. Yeah. It was yeah. never about you know getting, getting him to, you know you know uh, you need to have this driver or that driver or this fairway. It was always about the result. Is this going to make enough of a difference? Is he going to win? Is he going to get the silver line? Is he going to hit more fairways in regulation? Is it more greens and regulation? Is stroke average going to improve? Yes, it is. Therefore, we move or we make that decision. Mm.
0: It's just it's such a wonderful process. I, mean, I come I'm down to here. Like I come down here and do it every week. Like if I was a tour pro, even I'd enjoy it. You know, it's like yeah, it doesn't feel like work at all. It's really relaxed. It's yeah, yourself and
1: Dave were just a pleasure today. Like it's it's, no, it's
0: easy. It's just good fun. It's easy. And well, it's what we do. No, it's, no it's what we do. It's what we do.
1: See yeah. that that's the difference. If it's what you do, if it's what you're supposed to do, and yeah. what you're meant to do. Like Dave and I often talk about it that we're quite privileged in that this this found us you know thank god this found me because i i I can't imagine myself doing anything else on this world and this i can't like if somebody said to me look it's all over you're gonna have to do something i honestly can't think about something else that i could do as easy or have as much success with so you are making us very jealous. We're here. quite privileged. <laughs> we're it's, not we're really brilliant. we're really privileged to be in support yeah. uh, and to be in it at this at, at this end and to be able to to be able to do something that we really enjoy. It's quite now it's challenging. Yeah. As is every job, but it certainly has its its
0: rewards. So we have talk talking about rewards actually once I get onto this. Uh, do you have any success stories uh, that come to mind whether it be a pro going on to win and we've mentioned a couple of them like today like Michael Campbell winning the wedges or, Yeah, but I mean I, I think th- this is like a, a professional setup but for amateurs you know amateurs get that feeling that they're getting the, the treatment that a tour pro would get so do you have any success stories about amateurs that might have been ready to just
1: throw in the towel and give up golf and they came to you guys and well, helped them we, get back yeah, on well, the we, had a, or, we, we, we I have a great friend called Roger Yates and Roger was the pro out at uh, St. Anne's and he's since gone to England to pursue a job in the UK but he had a great understanding that when the coach and the fitting guy get together, that the results are golden, and that's how it works on tour. The same way, so it's not something that we've invented. It's something that we've kind of just rolled around. So, Roger sent us a guy uh, called Andrew, who I think he was off. Was he 18, Dave, or 19, or? Uh, yeah, so let, let's say for argument's sake he was 17, 18 handicap. Mm. And Roger noticed that he was using the completely wrong gear in order to get what he needed to get and do what he needed to do. So and this guy comes to see us, he gets his call, can he come down and see it? So anyway, long story short, Andrew, we switched his step around completely. So he was very strong, he had a lot of leverage from the inside. He was using clubs that he believed were better for his handicap but were completely ill-suited to his skill or his strength. And his hand-eye coordination. In other words, he was a lot stronger and better hand-eye than his clubs were allowing him to be. And mm. um, so he went from 18 to seven wow. in a year. A year in yeah. a year, like he won like seven times on the spin. <laughs> and so that was one of those stories where you think, "Wow, that's quite special in terms of being able to, you know, focus uh, uh, and get the and get the get the player the right solution for
0: the big right time." And yeah.
1: you, we get some of those. You get a couple, a couple of those where you will get really. Big results. Mm. Um, Another one we had, which was quite good, was Robbie Cannon. Uh, Mm -hmm. Robbie went on to win. Uh, He was uh, amateur champion. He was Irish amateur champion. Uh, We were involved in the setup of his clubs prior to that. Um, Another recent one is Maria Dunn. So Maria is Ireland number one girl, Mm -hmm. and she decided to come back into the game. So she was kind of you know teetering around the edge there four or five years ago and again then decided she got married and she said look i'll give this golf one more run and so we literally rebuilt all her clubs from literally zero she started from scratch almost we threw out everything and started again and she's now you know finished second in peru in the championships and she's now ireland number one she came to see us she was number three or number four i think um and so I suppose there's lots of individual stories there's a couple that stand out in terms of like high amateur stuff and we've had some phenomenal success mm. but like we get, we get the great side of this job is we get lovely emails every now and again yeah. saying from guys oh lads I'm after winning the monthly prize or I won a couple of turkeys at Christmas or mm-hmm. and dad especially gets great uh from those and what we do is when they when they they come in we make sure we print them out and everyone gets a copy we put them up on the wall here in the kitchen so when people go in to make tea they see that you know uh, what
0: you're doing every day really
1: matters to to all your customers and it reinstates the fact that you know right granted we're never going to be able to do volume so we're never going to be billionaires it's impossible our business is capped by the amount of people that we would see on a weekly basis based on how Mm -hmm. many physical stats we can build to the tolerance that we build them to so we're never going to be wealthy out of this never because it's capped by the volume yeah. as soon as you get into volume your tolerances go out the window yeah and i could see see that with the tolerances i had a i just set a close
0: and we uh <laughs> we put them through the the measuring machines today and there were more than a
1: few inconsistencies throughout them well and it's, uh, it, it, it's it's like i suppose like everything in big business when you go into volume you lose the accuracy. You bit. have to. Yeah. You can't be as consistent as one degree mm. if you're building four or five. T- I remember going to one of the factories and I stood on the floor and the guy says to me, oh yeah, this is our production facility here. And I go, cool, it's in America. I'll re- the names will remain nameless because they're all the same. And he goes, we ship 4,200 uh, units per day out of here, out of this facility. And I went, wow, that's really impressive. So 4,200 units. So... if I will i do this with the calculator because I'm stupid at maths. But 4,200. Say there's eight irons in a set. So That's 500 odd sets. Mm. Okay. So I'd be fairly good at Loft & Lies. My dad's really tight at it. So we've worked it out. It takes us about 11 minutes. If we had to do a set of Loft & Lies really quick, Mm -hmm. it takes about 11 minutes. So if we multiply 525 by 11 minutes, it's 5,775 minutes. Well, if they're shipping... Five hundred and twenty-five sets per day. Yeah, they're not checking enough devices, so it can't be. No, it's, because it's, it's eleven it's, it's, minutes. it's there's so, Yeah, there's only so many hours so they, a day, and they don't right. have enough of them. Right. So the guy right. says, "Oh, we'll do like a check every one in six or one in eight So they're relying on the club being made in the factory yeah. in China or wherever, and uh, to allow for the tolerances. But that's impossible as well. The manufacturing tolerances won't allow that. So I know as soon as you get into volume. You lose you can't do the accuracy. Yeah. You can't do custom. No. Which is why on tour, one guy went out in the range, he spent some time with the player, they hit some balls, he talked about the ball flight, we talked about the shaft, we talked about how we were going to set it up, we talked about where the player's going to miss, how he wants the club to feel, you know, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. The guy writes down a piece of paper, he walks to the big truck that goes on tour, you hand a bit of truck into the guy who makes the clubs, an hour and 20 minutes later, the club comes out, you walk it off, you put it in the player's bag, done. That's the only way it works. Mm. Because if it could be done any other way on tour, it would be done. Yeah, if they can make it a faster process, they would, of course. Absolutely, there's no there's no other way that you can do it. So you yeah. can't put five thousand units down a line and expect it to come out the same way yeah. as one to one to one to done. It's just impossible to yeah. do.
0: And I, mean, I think that's that's a wonderful thing that you brought your building process in house here to keep control of those tolerances to yeah. deliver the perfect final product for for all the custom fitting work you do. Well, we you'd, you'd have lost the benefit of that. Well, if you, it if You outsource the build. Well, that's it. And we just didn't think
1: it was fair because you know if you were a, a tour player and we were building your clubs and you were a thirty six beginner, you were still. Still the same clubs. Mm-hmm. We still had to have it do a certain job. Even if it was a higher handicapper, we might say, oh, it wouldn't matter to them. Well, it would matter to them because it still has to go out the way that we want it to go out. Yeah. And if it needs to be a certain length or a certain weight or a certain loft, then it needs to go out. If it's meant to be 26 degrees, Jesus, it'll go out 26 degrees. Absolutely. Yeah. And we actually bought a machine for that because we used to be accurate to put in one degree. Mm. And we have a steel club, uh, a Mitchell steel club machine inside. And then I wanted to take it to the next level where I wanted it to be more accurate again. So to put in a tighter tolerance. So we we found a company in Japan who builds loft and line machines. Well, they build a lot of stuff, but they they, they specifically, I wanted them to build a specific measuring machine. So they built us a a digital loft and line measuring, which is accurate to put put in 0.01 of a degree. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So now, now it goes out more than perfect wow that's incredible yeah which is what the f- machine that you see inside on the on the bench the first machine with a digital screen on it that yeah, measures yeah. that's accurate within .01 so now we are more accurate so. than you know not all the tour trucks but some of them um, and we're more accurate than anyone else in terms of the industry i.e. your yeah. big players won't have a digital and eye measuring device phenomenal so it, just, it gives you even more confidence in what you're giving well your it, it just it, give, it, it gives me the confidence yeah. and it gives the business the confidence and it allows us then to stand heads and shoulders against you know people that would say oh we custom fit and i go well you probably don't to be honest you you kind of offer you know a slightly they watered, a down, watered down version. what, yeah, yeah, what
0: yeah, stop shafts are there but beyond that this this yeah this this to it takes
1: it up it takes it up a long yeah. notch but it just gets back to the same point like your pitching wedge was supposed to be, was it 48 degrees? Yeah, it was supposed to be 47 and it was 45. Mm. Well, it's as easy to make it 47 as make it 45. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take any more. Anything, any, any, any different energy to make it forty-seven degrees? Yeah. Just, so my yeah. argument is, why, why? it just if it needs to be forty-seven, but by Christ, we'll make it forty-seven. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> do yeah you yeah, know no, what I mean?
0: It's great. I'm looking forward to uh, a couple of weeks of finding out my new yardages with my new. Accurate Your spacing is going to be a big difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: It's going to be. It's going to be interesting. But really, looking but even, forward this, ne- even now that I know, even right. the, even that right. So people talk about this placebo effect and what we do. Mm. Okay. Oh, it's all you know, smoke and mirrors in Vegas. And I go, well, no, because it gives you confidence, mm-hmm. and confidence confidence is keying of if, yeah. if now I believe that the, the iron is this loft then it will go this far and it consistently will be based on the fact that it is that loft then that's an added confidence Yeah, and it's one less thing for you to worry about absolutely yeah I'm sure with the several hundred swing thoughts and problems we
0: all have between our brains if we can remove one more day. Well, the variable the of the
1: emotions. club has. It's, it's we, we always tried to make sure that, and especially on tour, that the variable of the product or the club was taken out of it. It was always something that was done early on, so that the player didn't have to think about it or worry mm. about it. And some players would, you know, engage me on that basis. Look, dude, will you just figure this out and sort this out for me? Because I don't want to have to be thinking about it. Mm. Tell me it's right. Tell me it's done. Tell me it's fixed, and then mm. I can go on and do what I need to do, which is playing. The confidence just flows from there. It does. Yeah, it does. And we're brought in to do that job. Brought in to make sure that you know players are confident and that they're comfortable with the way that the club operates, and 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 when, and when, when we say that what it is what it does, then it does. So I, I noticed you've a, a whole the whole range of different heads, club heads, shafts, and everything. The
0: workshop, like how how do you get all those? You don't see those in regular shops, and yeah, good show. Do you go into? Do you just run into the fact did you steal a lot when you're in the factories yeah. back in the day? you would
1: like to think so. Again, this stems back from the whole tour process where um, the club heads were in drawers in the van in the truck. And so the the player had access to whatever it needed to be done, so whatever shaft, whatever length, whatever weight, whatever build uh was needed to be done that, that the the club maker or the club guy would have access to it so um under very special license and a lot of it is obviously the base on that, that the companies trust and believe in us uh we've been granted special building licenses to build the product off uh out of the factory, mm. so most of the places that you'll see fitting as such will have to order the club from the factory. Or they'll have to have it; they will already be built and be in the store. With us, our product comes in in component, and then we build it all here. And again, this allows us to be able to use whatever shaft we need to use, whatever build process, whatever weight balance, blah blah blah. And again, so that we can hit our tolerances. Mm. Um, so you're not restricted in anything; you can do that. You've, the full
0: range. The full everything range is the available. Full range. And we also
1: like to buy shafts from companies that you know build specific shafts rather than golf club head companies that have a standard shaft. Yeah, Uh, because stock shafts for us are a little difficult to work with because they're a non-entity in other words, they don't really exist. They're built by say you know a shaft company will build a shaft for a company, but it will only exist for that company. It won't exist in the matrix or the mainframe, Mm -hmm. so it won't really be a shaft that makes that, that exists. Does that make sense? So, like for instance, you it, know, like it's you a purpose I, built for that one particular club head, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's it's you know, and it's it's built specifically by you know the the golf company that wanted it for their yeah. head. Whereas we prefer to buy shafts that were built to a specific build categories so the shaft company will sit down and say okay we're going to do an, uh, for instance Aldila we're going to have an Aldila Tour Green we're going to have an Aldila Tour Blue yeah. we're going to have a, a, a an, an RIP an Alpha Rip Alpha 70 Rip Alpha 60 and these do all these jobs mm-hmm. so we want to make sure that we're using shafts that are built specifically by a shaft company to do a specific job rather than an off design for a specific golf company. I gotcha. you, yeah, yeah, We want to use a shaft that's made for a certain brief, because in our head, we see ball flight, then we see golfer, and then we say, okay, how are we going to fix the, the club in between the skewy ball flight and that guy and the way he swings? And that usually then comes into our head as a, as a specific shaft build, or how the shaft was designed. So we don't need to have a shaft that's been designed by a golf club head company. Mm-hmm. We the a shaft that's been designed by a, by a shaft, shaft be. company. Because they're banked. specialist shaft right. manufacturers. Yeah. They, they've been built to do a job, and yes. this is the job they do, and this is how you apply it. They're so, the experts in a right. So on tour, we don't worry about standard shafts or stock shafts. It doesn't exist. We mm-hmm. wor- we, 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 so for instance, there would be a time where we might go to one of the shaft vendors. So let's say, for instance, we have a player on the, on the range hitting the ball a certain way, and we're kind of confused as what we want to do. We want to get a bit of clarity we'd call over the Fujikura rep or we'd call over the Al dealer rep and we say to the guy, look, dude, we need this shaft to do blah, blah, blah. We need something that's got low torsional value. Won't let the head flip over. He'll keep the ball flight low. I need about 65, 70 grams. What have you got? With anything will work. Oh, rip alpha, perfect, 70 grams. We'll tip it out a little bit, make it a bit stronger the tip that'll work perfect for that indication mm. boom we'll go back into the truck put one in job done
0: yeah so you're working with the elite specialists of the shafts Well, it makes perfect
1: again. sense if you're going to work with yeah. if you're going to be you know if you've got to be specific about what the driver is going to do and you want it to be consistent mm. then at least you're working in, in, in an environment where you need that specific yeah. component so we needed to get the component so that we weren't restricted by what we had to offer rather than what we needed to offer mm. if you're going to do something do it right that's right i remember yeah. building drivers for howell for david howell on tour and we were using a thousand. There were a thousand sterling the shafts that we were putting into his driver, a grand a piece, and they came in these special tubes. Um, and uh, I remember at the time because he was like, you know, world number four or five, or wherever he was. And uh, I remember the guy from Matrix who were bringing them over, like they were. You literally had to sign them out, mm. and numbers and all on them, so you couldn't be like, you know, just handing them out to anyone, you know. So, um, but at the time it was almost like, well, this was a shaft that was specifically made for him i.e. it was made to do this, this, this and this and that's why you put it in the fact that it was a grand was the fact that it was how expensive it was to make it rather than that's what it was worth mm. but it was worth a lot if it was making a couple of million quid a year
0: absolutely yeah. you, might, you could have charged 10 grand for, wouldn't wouldn't have, make wouldn't it, it. Yeah, it. wouldn't mind it yeah it wouldn't matter the,
1: the result is the important thing and he had the success well ultimately it. yeah, and, well, that's yeah. Why, and that's why we, we went to Matrix with a shaft you know, idea or a shaft brief and they came back with this product and it just happened to be that it was quite expensive but it did the job for him at the time for sure Brilliant, building better golfers. Yeah, but that's why we have the component. Yeah. No boundaries. And allows us to build it then to the exact tell tolerances and spec that we want. Yeah, we and want you're not you're it. not
0: subject to pushing the latest heads or the latest things. It's, it's about getting the right solution yeah. for the, the person. It's, and the it's also it. why
1: it's also we didn't want to have stuff built. Because hmm. obviously then you're in a kind of a, you're in a strange void because you're trying to fit then for stuff that you've already made. So it's a fit to sell rather than a fit to build. That's why we had to build it. Because hmm. otherwise if you had it on the floor and you were already built that you were obliged to sell it yeah so yeah, it's the, just it's
0: just dead stock then you have to get well, rid of it if, some way or exactly yeah. so
1: you have to kind of fit to sell it whereas yeah. so we wanted the component because now all the heads just sit in drawers waiting for the right golfer to come along brilliant brilliant yeah and well
0: <laughs> look that right golfer could be one of our listeners now after listening to this piece i mean hopefully they kind of see the value in what you guys do here i I'm, I, I, I know from per, from family experience. My dad was here two weeks ago, and already structure. I'm seeing like he's catching the middle of the club head more than he could dream of. Like it's, it's the results will surely follow. You know, he's just getting used to them, I guess. The, yeah, the new it, it, look and as I said, it's the new he, shine off them as well. He hasn't played played with shiny clubs for many, many years. It, it was good.
1: It was good because he, he he just needed a little bit of technology, a little bit of you know what's available today. Which mm. there's lighter weight, there's a lot more control in the shaft now. They're manufacturing them much better. You know, the heads are much much. Better in terms of how they're being made, and there's certainly a lot of tricks and sort of uh, easy ways to make the ball fly. Yeah, it was four iron flew, it took off like a seven iron,
0: nearly the the eight. The just it was a beautiful ball flight. Yeah, yeah, raised there. raised ball flight. Yeah. yeah, there's a
1: lot lot of, lot of tricks and, and 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 ways you can make the ball fly now. Uh, that the which is what we're experts at doing is making the ball fly. To be honest, yeah, he's he's over the moon. I can. Uh, I'm scared. S- I'm, I'm scared he might he might
0: uh, get to a lower handicap than me.
1: But well, it was kind of cool because it's what kind of uh, uh, started this whole conversation with you and i uh, was that you know how different things were and you did experience you know different fitting uh-huh. and product and clubs and how they tested and mm. that stuff and it was interesting that you would see it in a different light now that you've been here. I think that's the important thing for people to understand that what we do here is very different and unfortunately you may not think that it's, you may think it's the same because it has the same name and custom mm-hmm. fitting is something that you can you know, do online. Uh, you can you can go into a store, you can do it pretty much everywhere uh, and everyone that's anyone offers it from your, your local golf course to your big box store. Um, and what we do is really different. And it's mm. hard for us sometimes to get people to understand that. But ultimately, the results speak for themselves. So it's I like do. two
0: places call themselves a restaurant. One might be just a, a burger joint. Another place might be a two- or three-star Michelin restaurant. You know, I, they're, they're both
1: effectively restaurants. Cr- but I mean, you've picked up a lot in terms of how I wanted it to be viewed. Because that's one of the things I did mention. that you know If you want Michelin star um, product, that's what we produce. We're yeah. like the Michelin star of golf um if you want like you know fast food burgers and chicken wings and you know which stuff which is fine and tastes great and and, and but it has its it has its place mm. the difficulty is trying to call both the same yeah, you know, you you can't get a Michelin star chicken wing, but well, probably you can. I suppose if you, <laughs> talk to, if you talk to Michel Roux. I suppose I'm you probably could. Yeah. Yeah, 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 but uh, I think it was more that we're that high end, but we're at no the, we're, the value that we provide. We're a little bit dearer granted mm-hmm. because we build stuff one at a time. But certainly, you know, not to the point where it's unaffordable.
0: Yeah, but it goes back to the the old phrase: you you get what you pay for. Yeah, I, I really you do, think you do and i mean
1: well. i'm and I'm the worst guy for a deal on the planet like if I go out I'm always wanting but i do re, i do res, uh, i respect quality and mm-hmm. I respect service and stuff in the in, when I'm out for restaurants or if I'm buying something already and i you respect that instantly and you say, you know what I have no problem paying for mm-hmm. that because the food was really good or I have no problem paying for that because it does exactly what I wanted to do yeah yeah it uh, and be- it is if you try to if you try to wing it a little uh, and and certainly you know there's a lot of places out there where you will get sort of caught up in the whole. Uh, facade, but ultimately, you know, we're doing this nearly 20 years. We've multiple accolades, we've trophies coming out of our, our the, all over the place, and, and that's down to the fact because it's what we do. We're the mm. masters of this, yeah. it's not something we add on or bolt on. It's it's, no, it's, it's, it's all, all we do. All.
0: I mean, you can, you can feel, feel the pride in what you guys do here from everybody in the building. I well, guess, somebody said to me yeah. the other day,
1: Why don't you do bags or shoes? And I go, Because well, I don't know anything about bags or shoes. Mm. Why don't you do golf balls? And I go, Well, we don't really do golf balls, but what we are going to do actually is, is ball fitting, which oh, is just cool. a little bit of a yeah. uh, special for you guys. Um, we're going to develop this whole ball matching side of the, the fitting side. So we're, it's something we're going to develop in the next kind of five to six months. And we're going to actually have a system whereby we'll actually then be able to tell you the type of ball that will suit you based on the clubs.
0: Oh, brilliant, yeah. So yeah. that it will help
1: you understand it because ultimately you're trying to make the ball fly mm-hmm. and you're trying to you know, invoke spin and launch and speed and stuff on the ball. So it's important that we're going to have a system that you'll be able to get a handle over the type of ball that you should be using or accessing to make the clubs work even better or, or, or do what they're supposed to do because that's very important and that's right. something we're going to add on uh, in the coming months very good yeah so it's, it's just another variable taken care of then and exactly well, it was, it's because so many people were asking us so which balls should we using and we thought actually that's a very good point mm-hmm. you know we could probably tell you within two or three balls what will work but what we're going to do is narrow it down a bit better and get a better skew so that you understand that like you know, For instance, this ball that you're playing all your life may not actually be the best ball to be playing based on the clubs and based on how you hit it. Mm. Um, so we've been working with a lot of the ball companies and trying to get some information from them so that we can uh, design and develop it into our fitting system so that you'll be able to understand the ball that you use better as well. Fantastic. So very, very exciting news. We're well, always a moving little, forward. A little, a little exclusive. Yeah, nobody knows that yet, so yeah, you guys can have that one. That's, uh, that's something that we're working on at the moment and we're putting in a big net that's going to pull across in front of the bay so that you'll be able to hit the real ball in the session to oh, understand right, yeah. its data better. Um, so that's going to be going in the next couple of months. Very cool. World exclusive. Always
0: going, always ah. going forward. This is brilliant. Oh, we're thinking about it. I mean,
1: yeah. it's, it's almost like, but we don't do shoes. We don't rent about shoes. We don't do bags. I about bags. So Why don't you do clothing? Mm. Well, because we don't really know anything about clothing. So we, we stick to what we know, and what yeah. we know is is clubs and equipment and how it works, and that's pretty much uh, what we're going to stay doing. Excellent, do it excellent. well and do it once, and that's all you do, as it, as it were.
0: Okay, well, Eric, thanks a million for that. Pleasure. Um, any of our listeners can find
1: 4Golf on the internet. Uh, yes, yeah, on the website, 4 yep. Um Any questions you have, just, I mean, literally, if you have any questions or anything, just bang them into me, hello at 4 And I, I tend to answer those personally, so uh, right, keep God. it clean, lads, and no no swing issues Hank Haney's your man for swing issues on Twitter I think
0: yeah you you guys are on Twitter as well yeah we're on at at 4
1: Custom. at 4 Custom, and Mm -hmm. we're on Facebook as well you go on the Facebook page uh, whichever suits you Uh, but uh, ultimately if it's uh, equipment questions or information you're looking for by all means
0: these are the guys to come to hit us up great Derek well thanks a million for that all the best and hopefully we'll see you again soon cheers good luck bye bye
1: Bye bye. Huh? Well, you're fine. Bye bye.